Here we go, back at it again. What's cracking, everybody? Episode 18. Keep it one. How we doing today, my guy? We're doing good, man. Feeling good, feeling good. A lot of, uh, lot of stuff to talk about. We're not going to get too yes, much sir. into detail. Uh, but, man, let's get ready. Let's rock out with episode 18. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, so let's start off with a different sport. Um, it was a very highly anticipated weekend. Um, a huge fan base that this guy has, a huge following that he has. But um, the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier round number two matchup that they had over the weekend, I uh, I think I speak for a lot of the you know listeners that we have. I feel like a good chunk of them are Conor McGregor fans. I mean, a lot of us were disappointed with this fight, man. It was... Uh, the second go around that they fought together and Connor had to get knocked out in the second round. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Just really quickly. Well, I mean, it, it, like you said, it's a second, it was a second fight. Um, obviously the last time they fought was back in 2014, a little bit over six years now. Um, they're both different wrestlers, man, or different fighters. You know, obviously Dustin was a lot younger. So was Connor, but Dustin was inexperienced and he was, you know, he was trying to get his, his, his name known, and obviously, you know which he did. The years passed. I what I said, which he did. I think after that fight, even though he lost, I think no matter what, that still puts your name out on, like in the map. And then after that, he had he it could could easily be argued that he had a, a solid career post that first McGregor fight that he had. And then obviously, no, no, stamping in I, with this win enough the the matchup was you know, you know it sets him there. No, I feel I feel you, but. It's just, you know, it, like I said, he's a different fighter. He's a different fighter from back then. And he said it. He proved it. He came out and he beat Conor McGregor. Um, he said he was going to do it, and he did it. I mean, and, again, a lot of that has to do with the, with the time off that Conor had that he didn't fight. You know, mm. fighting, you know, MMA is a sport that you have to have You have to have fights. You have to have bouts. You have to fight. You have to, if you, you don't fight, if you don't fight, you, you lose your your – your uh, what do you call it? Your um, momentum. You lose it all, man. Exactly, I mean, exactly. Schedule like it just takes you off your whole regimen, and and I don't know. I mean, I know that you saw the fight, but I mean, dude, I to me, in my opinion, Connor had him beat. He had him beat the whole entire first round. I was like, I bet, like this my second round, this might be the round that he gets him. But yo, Dustin was coming at his feet. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of started fighting. I saw those videos that started coming out that uh. He, after the fight, you know, after they were all dressed up and leaving the arena, they, you know, Connor goes up there and he's like, oh, you broke my leg, you bastard. Like, uh, well, he, he was like, limping. He was limping really bad. Yeah, he fucked his leg up. And I mean, he said it at the end of the fight, too, in the, you know, in the ring, in the interview. He said that, uh, you know, he caught his feet and he just couldn't keep his stance. He couldn't keep his balance. And then he hit him with that nice hook and boom, there goes Connor. He fell and the, the, the ref called, so, the, called the fight. It was, it, 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 in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, I, I think that it, it it sucks, you know. Like again, it was a very highly anticipated fight. But you know, if anyone knows sports and just knows the 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 you know the 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 preparation that comes within a sport, especially that type of physical sport where you could easily get damaged quick with one solid hit or one solid kick, um, you know, he 
we all kind of you, you kind of had to have that that thought that more than likely he was gonna it was gonna be a sloppy fight or he was gonna lose. It was gonna be one of the two. And it so, just, Lou, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is next for for Connor? Now, obviously, after this big loss, do you think he's gonna continue to to you know to have consistent fights or? I think he will. Think... Well, I think in my I mean, a big big shout out to Connor though too. You know, as a just. As a as a human being, you you could see the the immaturity. You could see the him always wanting to be the loud one in the face of everything. Like you could tell that slowed down. I think he he finally you know grew up in a way. He matured, um, which is always good to see. Progression as a as a human being is always good to see from anyone. Um, so you could tell you know he was a good sport. He took that he took that loss and kept his chin up high, his spirits up high. Um, so I think that he will. Um, he wants to change his, you know, his out, his image to the world, especially within the MMA realm. Um, but I, I think I speak for everybody that is just a, a, a fan of Connor and a fan of the sport. We all want to see that, that matchup that everybody wants to see. And that's that Khabib and Connor number two. Everybody wants to see it. We all know that Khabib is, you know, retired now. Um, he lost the motivation because ever since the passing of his father, but it was a, it was a controversial finish to that first, that first round matchup between the two. Um, and Khabib actually went on Twitter right after Connor lost, um, against Dustin Poirier. And he tweeted out this, he said, this is what happened when you change your team, leave the sparring partners you made that made you a champion and sparring with little kids far away from reality. And then Connor goes back and replies in the um, post interview. He says, if he wants to have his disrespectful comments, come back and let's go at it again. He's like, I'm here for it. That's fighting talk. If you're coming back, come back. You try and you do it. That's that. Um, that obviously came. His uh, announcement of retirement for Khabib was after he defeated Justin Gaethje back in October. So no matter what, Khabib still has somewhat of recent fighting, you know, uh, he just fought recently more than Connor did. Connor fought back with Khabib. What that was January of twenty twenty. Uh, he fought with Khabib. Yep, that was his last yeah. fight. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. He fought. No, he fought a fight after Khabib. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Connor. Connor fought uh twenty twenty. He fought uh Donald Cerrone last year in January, and he fought Khabib in two thousand eighteen. So it's been a few years now. Okay, so I mean. Either which way, I mean, it, it Khabib still has uh, more recent fighting, uh, you know, just fighting, and so he he's a little bit more still with the with the helm of things. And I'm no matter what, I think Khabib still is training. He's still been around the MMA. He's been to Fight Island um, within these ever since they started going to Abu Abu Dhabi with the fights. So he's still sticking around. I'm sure he's still training. Clearly, the the motivation probably isn't there because of the passing of his father. But either which way. Um, I think that it, if Khabib really does want to fight Connor again, and if Connor's with it, you each have a fight against just some uh, just someone else, and then after that, you set that up. You set that up, and that's gonna be something. Honestly, gonna be ready to go. honestly, honestly. I mean, I, more than anybody, I w- I would love to see Khabib fight Connor, but I think before Connor can fight Khabib, yeah, Connor has to have another fight. But I think he needs to have another fight with Poirier. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be able to fight Khabib until he beat until he's able to beat Dustin. Um, obviously, you know, if Khabib does end up retiring, that championship belt is going to be vacant, which is what's most likely gonna happen. Right now, Dustin is obviously the number one contender. 
uh, people that could, uh, you know, fighters that could possibly fight uh, uh, Dustin is Nate. Is one of those options. Um, uh, Nate Diaz is definitely a, a fighter that's been that's fought both McGregor and 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 Khabib, and he's he's fought against you know the top dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe could Conor McGregor fight uh, Dustin again for the championship belt and actually mean something? I don't know. That's 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 one to be seen. But I guarantee you this: if Conor fights Dustin again. And and Connor beats Dustin, mark it down. It's gonna be Khabib and Connor part two. I guarantee it. And I can't wait for that to happen. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing that though. That'll be two good fights, two very good fights for Connor to just come back. You know, obviously coming back um, after that uh, after that uh, that loss. Because I mean, in all reality, I mean, no one really cares about that other fight Connor had after he lost against Khabib. So from that could be that could be matchup that he lost. And then you come in to fight Poirier, where it's a main card matchup, a highly anticipated matchup. And then to come, and then the next fight after that, you do the trilogy to that to, to kill the tiebreaker. And then right after that, you go on to Khabib. That would be one hell of a thing to watch. Yo, but transitioning from UFC and going over to the NBA, just yesterday, January 26, 2021, was a very emotional day. Um, obviously, we all know um, it was the one year anniversary of the passing of the great Kobe Bryant, um, one of the greatest human beings, the greatest players, the greatest person on the court and off the court that this world has ever seen. Um, you know, it was definitely emotional to to a lot, all the whole NBA family. Um, hmm. um, you know, obviously as a Magic fan, we 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 had a lot of uh, fun times against Kobe. Yeah. Um, some of them not not too fun for Magic fans, but man, I always had the utmost respect for Kobe. Um, he just proved it once again that he's just a, he was just one of the best to ever do it. And I want to give you, I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on you know, obviously, uh, very sad, sad, but you know, at, at the end of the day, we had to celebrate his life and we had to celebrate what he's done to the NBA community and to the to this world as we know it. Yeah, I mean, in all reality, I always. As a kid, you know, you you liking a sport, um, you really don't know the ins and outs of the game. You don't know how good a player really is. You just you watch it. You like a player and then you hate a player. You you hate you love a team and then you hate a team, you know. Um, But Kobe was literally one of those guys that I grew up when I was just watching basketball. And I, I always I never liked him. You know what I mean? As a basketball player, right? I never liked them because I was like, yo, he, he's like the best player on that team. And obviously, I grew up being my favorite player of all time is Tracy McGrady. Ain't no secret. Um, and then watching T-Mac and Kobe going back and forth, I was just like, holy shit. Like, this is the only guy that I see T-Mac struggling with. But this is the only, but T-Mac is the only guy I see Kobe struggling with. So it, it made me keep a close eye on Kobe growing up. Um, but then when you start to realize, you know, the ins and outs of the game and, you know, what greatness really is, you know, you start to appreciate it. And I, I, I remember like, if, if, you know, no pun intended how it was yesterday. Um, you know, when he, when I got the news that he passed, you know, and that I, that shit hit home, you know, uh, Kobe was just as basketball fans. He, he was like a hero to a lot of people. Um, just like with football, you know, when people do an amazing catch, what do they say? They say, oh, you just got mossed. And, you know, when people shoot a paper ball into a, a trash can or, you know, a dirty shirt into the, your laundry basket, what do you yell out? Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's 
it, it sucks. And then being a father of a daughter, you know, it, once you find out the news that Gianna was also on that in, in the helicopter, you know, that, that just made it 10 times more emotional, you know? Um, and of course all the other lives that were lost in, in, during yeah, the- shout out to all nine, all nine of them, all nine of them. Um, but of yeah. course, you know, at the end of the day, um, like how you said, it was, it's all about celebrating the lives of the, of the two or of the whole nine, but, but just sticking it with Kobe, you know, I would never forget the day that I actually, you know, working with the magic and doing what I did over there during my career there, you know, seeing, I posted it yesterday on my Instagram, that, that infamous clip between that little feud that he had between him and Matt Barnes, um, where Matt Barnes and him were going back and forth, Matt Barnes chirping at him, like legit Kobe, just quiet, not even talking. Um, and then seeing his composure, seeing how he, how he just stayed with that face, like, all right, motherfucker, like you want, you want to play tough ball, let's play tough ball. And he didn't, but he didn't. You didn't see it. You didn't see the, his game change. You didn't see his demeanor change. He just came back and killed it that game. Um, and I will never forget how front row, like, legitimately on the floor, on the same court that. They were they were stepping on, they were running on all that shit where the ball was being dribbled on. I'm sitting right there, super close, seeing that whole situation transpire, and that's something that I, you know, it, you seeing that on TV and seeing videos years later, you're like, holy shit, like that that was dope. But actually being mm-hmm. there and seeing it right in front of your face, it's just there's there's just there's a reason why they call them the Black Mama. There's a reason why they you know he has that. That mentality, mama mentality, that, that yep. mentality, bro. He he kept that and he he showed it, and I got to see that firsthand, and I will never forget. And honestly, whether it goes how, no matter how people take it, no matter how far it goes, but you know that that's something that I will never forget, and that shit will go. I will never forget it. I will legitly always talk about it whenever it's brought up, and it's the right time to talk about it. I always bring it up, and I brag about it. I don't care, but um, yeah, man. I mean. Kobe, you see what he's done to the league. You see what he's done to the players in this league. What he was trying to do, big. He was such a big advocate for the WNBA and for women's basketball, women athletes in general. Um, the philanthropist that he was, the the father that he was, the husband that he was. Um, and he was truly, he's true, he's truly a, a, an icon. And he, and I don't think it's just within the basketball community. I think that's just worldwide for just him as a person. So yeah, I mean, but since we're, since we're talking about Kobe, I also want to. You know, I want to give a shout out to Seiko Smith's family. Um, you know, longtime reporter for NBA TV Internal Sports. He died of COVID, um, or uh, COVID uh, symptom of COVID uh, um, like, at the age of forty-eight. So um, he was still super young, man. He still had a whole life ahead of him, and he was a. Uh, he it, it sucks because it, it he was he was such a he was I mean he was well known he was very well known um, and. You know, it just sucks that Kobe once again. You know, it through twenty twenty one, it still continues, and it's gonna only gonna get worse from here. So, yeah, you would think that that twenty twenty was um was already a shit year, and everybody was hopeful and you know was praying for the best to start twenty twenty one. But twenty twenty one has really not a good not a good start. Been a good start whatsoever, and we just you know all we could do is just continue to pray, try to stay safe, you know. And again, condolences to the. To say who's uh, uh family, his wife, his kids, um, and I'm sure that 
you know, I, obviously we, we've never got to meet him on a personal level or even just be around him. But I mean, I, we could only imagine just based off his work and how he carried himself on TV. And, you know, if anybody has ever read any of his columns, like just how much mm-hmm. of a great person he was, great spirit. And, you know, again, condolences. And- the MVP, the, the MVP ladder. The MVP ladder. Yeah. That's yep. Yeah. Yo, but let's move on to some actual NBA news. Um, it's and again, it's been an emotional, emotional uh, train ride, and and uh, hopefully the NBA community can get together and move on from this. Uh, obviously, never forgetting who the, their lives, but you know, also at the same time celebrating them. Yes, sir. Um, but let's move on to some NBA. Yesterday, um, we had uh, the Houston Rockets. They played the Washington Wizards. Um, Houston Rockets won one hundred seven eighty eight. The Wizards once again lose. Dropped down to three and ten. Was record in the NBA. Um, and this was a much anticipated game um, between John Wall and Bradley Beal. Obviously, John Wall playing against his ex team and the Wizards. And John Wall, yo, he he's came through. He resurrected his career. Um, but the biggest news out of this game is Bradley Beal. We all saw how he reacted. You know, during the game, after the game, Washington has to let go of him, man. He has to go somewhere else. This is just not hey, working out. I would just like I think it was like two episodes back at I, I during those rapid questions at the end of the episode. I I asked you, what do the Washington Wizards do with Bradley Beal? Do they trade him now? Do they stand pat or what? And you said, oh, I think they'll stand pat. They're not going to get traded. But at this point, I, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just sucks, bro. I mean, he's literally the number one. He's leading the league in scoring. Okay. He's leading the league in scoring right behind, uh, right in front of Kevin Durant. He's at 30, he's almost at 34 and a half points a game, bro. He's only, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, they were, you know, obviously as, as just NBA fans, everybody was super hopeful for that team to, you know, finally make some noise now that, you know, they, maybe that's what they needed. It was the whole John, John Wall just needing to change the scenery, the team just needing a, a change. So everybody was expecting, you know, Russell Westbrook coming in there doing what he does, and he hasn't been playing the way how he's normally known to play at all, not even remotely close. Um, and then you got Bradley Beal coming back playing like a straight-up monster, playing the best basketball of his career. But the record over there in Washington doesn't prove it. Three and ten, you know, it's it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think he needs he needs to get out of there. On you know, he try to stay as positive. He try to stay as committed as possible. And the most respect up for Bradley Beal for that. It takes it takes a lot of cojones, especially now in this day and age in the NBA, for that for that you know type of attitude to have in, as a player, especially being the star of that team. Um, but you hold the cards, man. It's time for you to request a trade. It's time for you to get out of there. Um, it's it's what's best. He's wasting the best basketball of his years. His best years of basketball, he's wasting it right now. Right now, he's wasting it. And now, honestly, the way John Wall's been playing, he said it in the interview. I don't know if you if you saw that that that, that interview that he had after the game. He said it. He's like the you yeah. know organization was thought that was done. You know the organization yeah. was coming out, watching me work out. You know they they said I look good and all that stuff, but I just felt like as an organization, I just felt like they thought I was done. And mm-hmm. now I came over here, and that's why I had the game that I had today. That right there, that's the shit that you got to talk. John Wall had every right to say that, and he knows, he knows the organization at least at this point knows, and so does Bradley Beal know that that was probably the worst mistake that could happen. Now go, looking back at that trade. Houston won that trade by a lands oh by a landslide. They didn't just win the trade, John Wall also won as well because look at the way he's playing. He's with one of his best friends outside of just within the NBA with DeMarcus Cousins. 
You know what I mean? Now they got Victor Oladipo. The team, the team seems to be meshing and it seems to be in a better place now. You know what I mean? And then on the other hand, you got Washington that's struggling. You got Bradley Beal. I'm sure you and everybody, everybody else in this world saw his reaction when they were when they lost. Um, that all those signs right there show that Bradley Beal's about to blow up very soon. And when he does, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be very ugly. So before listen, since we're talking about the Houston Rockets, since we're talking about the Rockets, bro. The Rockets are looking really, really nice. That that core of John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Wood, shit, even DeMarcus Cousins, he had a hell of a game yesterday, and the Rockets are looking really nice. But honestly, honestly, I like this team overall better than with James Harden. Oh, obviously, James yeah, Harden is the elite player, but as a team, most definitely. Crazy. But even though they're, even though they're seven and nine, but I mean, it, it still takes time for all those guys to mend. It, it takes it's time. Still, yeah, it's for still, sure. The whole team is revamped. You know what I mean? Like they're a complete mm-hmm. different team. They're nowhere near close to what to how they were before, but still keeping those. They guys, have new life. Yeah, but still keeping those main those main guys that were part of that 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 core when James Harden and even back when Chris Paul was there. You know, you still got the PJ Tuckers. You still got um uh, Eric Gordon. Um, you know what I mean? And, and no matter what you the I think Stephen Silas kept a good chunk of the coaching assistant coaching staff that was there too. So it's gonna take time. I mean, Victor's got there too. I think he's had what about three, four games with them so far, and he's been playing well. So it's gonna take time. But I mean, I see them fighting for at least anywhere from the sixth, seventh to eighth spot. And I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm okay oh, yeah, with that because yeah. it's a brand new team. Right, right, right. Especially having, but, having no, this- a, a a star in the same. I mean, you have John Wall, but John Wall obviously everyone's still giving him the time to come back and, you know, all that stuff. But not having a main star, it, it's impressive to see how they're playing. Did you see what Oladipo did? He held a funeral for his injured knee. <laughs> so uh, pretty much the whole story behind it is he's letting go of all the negativity and he wants a brand new start. So that's why going back to, I believe it was last week that we talked about Oladipo possibly getting traded. It looks like he's trying to fix things with the Rockets, man. He really is. And, He's trying to let all the negativity in the past. And if it works out for Houston, well, then right. hey, uh, he's all down you know for me, it. Man. And if it doesn't work out, he's a free agent. So right. You know me, man. I'm a, that's, my, that's my boy. I'm a fan of his no matter where he goes. He can he can go play overseas. He can go play anywhere, man. And I, I'm going to follow him wherever he goes. And I'm wherever whatever he believes makes him happy, you know, I'm all for it. So A team that's on fuego right now is the LA Lakers. The defending champions sit atop of the NBA. They're 14-4. and four. Uh, LeBron James on fire. Anthony Davis is finally getting his groove on. The whole team is just sticking together, and they look stronger than they did last year. But they have a big game tonight. They face the Philadelphia 76ers, who also sit atop of the Eastern Conference. Um, they are 12-6, and six, and Joel Embiid, possibly a top MVP performer, leading the 76ers to the top of the East. What do you think about tonight's game, man? That's gonna be a crazy game. It's gonna be a good ass game. I'm excited to watch that game. Um, more more to see how, you know, obviously, like how you said, they're they're standing at number one in the East. I mean, they still gotta worry about when it comes to playoff time. They still gotta worry about the Bucks. They still gotta worry about you know Boston. Um, and who knows? They might even have to worry about Brooklyn. We don't know how Brooklyn's gonna perform come playoff time. We don't know. We could just as opinion, we could talk, but when it comes to realism, we don't know what the t- type of team that they have. Um, but just, I'm more excited for the fact of seeing if Joel and B can carry that team 
past the LA Lakers because if the if the 76ers obviously go on to uh to win the East they're going to face the Los Angeles Lakers because as of right now I don't see any team in the Western Conference not one team I don't I don't care I'm not even gonna give a team that could stand a chance against them right now to come out of the West because as the way they're playing I don't see no team beating them in the West so you could arguably say right now if the season finished we could we could argue and say that it is going to be the Lakers and the and the 76ers um come uh NBA Finals this year so I want to see how Joel Embiid can carry that team I want to see how he can you know how he performs against Anthony Davis because I mean as a, it's obvious that Anthony Davis is probably going to be the one guarding him um with a possible couple times Marcus saw when he's in the game and then who knows maybe even LeBron so I want to see if he can keep his composure. He could lead that team. Um, and how you said, he's an MVP candidate. In my opinion, right now, if the season were to end as of today, Joel Embiid is my MVP. I love the way how he's been playing. Could a lot of that have to do with the, you know, with the new front office and the new coaching staff? <laughs> there could be a very strong possibility that that's a good chunk of the reason why. But also, I just think that Joel Embiid got tired of the losing at best, second round, getting to the second round, um, and then always being talked about and critiqued about his conditioning, the fact that he doesn't play often, you know, all this crap. And I and I love it, man. It's it, it's no matter what he was, he's still a young guy. Um, you know, the maturity is getting there, and you could see it. And he's finally playing the Joel Embiid basketball that everybody has been. I wouldn't say how everybody's been wanting him to play, but something that he should have already been doing more, which is dominating that paint. You know what I mean? That a lot of the people, a lot of people back in the day were complaining how he's always staying out in the perimeter, always staying around the free throw line and then trying to start posting up there. Nah, now he's banging down low. Now he's over there, you know, being, you know, a man amongst boys down in that paint and, that is the reason why, as of right now, he's my leading candidate for MVP. I have it's a, it's a strong tie between him and uh, Nikola Jokic over there in Denver, but as of right now, Joel Embiid has been playing some incredible basketball, and I'm loving it. So this game is going to be one hell of a game from both teams. Um, I, I really hope it comes down to the wire. I hope it's not a blowout. I hope it's, it's not a controversial game. So let's see what happens. I'm glad you mentioned um... – the MVP race because you, you you name two players and they're both centers. It's it's just so good to see centers back on the MVP yeah. race where you have Nikola Jokic and Embiid on top of your MVP of the MVP race. Man, it's just amazing to see and it shows where the NBA is heading. You know, it's there's just there's just before it was like a guards league and now you're starting to see these big men, you know, get into the mix as well. Yeah. So shout out to the big man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like, you know, the the fact that he's he, Joel Embiid is even top 5 in scoring with tw- almost at 28 points per game. He's only he's right behind guys that can literally create their own shots and score whenever the fuck they want. He's right behind Steph, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. That's some good company to be a part of. And you being the only big man oh, yeah. in that you know, in that uh within that the top 5 category for scoring, that that shows a lot. And I mean, Jokic obviously is always damn near leading the league in assists. He's almost at what nine and a half as a big man and that that's no secret we all know that he's a fucking beast when it comes to, you know, his court vision. And, and, you know, spreading the ball around. So it's good to see on that end w- with that. Um, but when it comes to your uh, MVP candidates, just really quickly, um, who would be your top five? Starting from five. 
Well, um, I agree with your top two. I just, I, I, it's tough, bro, because that's like one A, one B. For me, honestly, I'm gonna put Jokic number one. Um, you know, I just, I just think what he's doing is historical. We've never seen a big man with the type of playmaking that Jokic has. Yes. It's that's ridiculous, and then you still be able to get the rebounds and get points. At all, because Jamal Murray's really, you know, he's been on and off all year. So, I mean, somebody has to be the one to step up for the psych that Jamal Murray's having. So, Nikola Jokic is just bringing, he's like, you know, he doubled up what he what he was doing in the bubble, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got Jokic first. I got a B number two. Again, great bay man. He's just, he's leading the 76 right now. So, you got to put him up there. Number three, as much as I dislike the man. LeBron James has to be up there. He's, you know, he's obviously leading his team to the best record in the NBA. You got to put him up there. Number four, I'm putting Giannis, who is the two-time MVP. And number five for this one, can I, can I name six? No. Five. <laughs> five. Um, shit, you're going to put me in the spot, bro. I love my boy Curry, man, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Luka. Mm. I think I'm going to put uh, – Mm. Oh, don't hurt me, Curry. You know you're still my favorite player, but I'm gonna put Luca in there. He's my fish. Right, like, right now, but that could change tomorrow. Yeah, yeah no, that it could change, change tomorrow. tomorrow. Just like how, look, I, I, that's a respectable top five. I agree with you 100. percent All those, all those five, are up there for me. Uh, I, we're pretty similar. I got instead of the first with number one and number two, I literally just got it flip flop. I got Joel Embiid. Jokic at number two, uh, and beat at number one. I got three LeBron at the age that he's doing it. Fucking killer dog, best player in the NBA right now. Um, and I got Giannis number four, and then but I have actually I have Steph at five, and I also but okay, I respect like how that. you said with the one one B one A one B. I got for five A. I got Steph and five B. I got Luca because I mean. It, like how you said, it could change on a day by day basis, on a night by night basis. It's all no matter what for the right. top five. Even though it's always top three candidates uh, or finalists, when it comes down to it, it's never a top five. But if it did have to come to a top five, whoever it has, whichever of the two team has a best record or a better record, that that's who would be number five. It's just it's just so close. It's just so close that maybe one or two games could decide the whole MVP race. That's how close it is between the top. I would say the top three at least. Right, exactly. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, man. But it's gonna it's gonna be a good uh again, we're only we're only what 15, 20 games into yeah. a year. So we still got a, a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. All right, man. So let let's uh let's talk about last weekend. I know I we started it off with MMA saying about the highly anticipated weekend, but it really was a highly anticipated sports weekend. I mean, we had that that fight, but then we also had the NFL conference championship games. We had the Bills versus the Chiefs, and then the Buccaneers versus the Packers. So last week, last weekend, the Chiefs demolished the Bills, completely demolished the Bills. And I, and, I mean, the score doesn't really say that they that it doesn't really show how much they demolished them. But man, like the way that Patrick Mahomes was towing that defense, bro, it. He man, that that motherfucker was just balling. <laughs> that motherfucker was balling. So is Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That whole team came out to fucking play um last weekend. Um, the Bills, honestly, their their performance was very very sloppy, very disappointing. But again, I, I give kudos to that to that Bills mafia 
in general. No one would have – everybody counted them out. No one would have thought that they would have went this far. So big shout out to them. They have nothing to, ho- ho- to hang their heads on. Um, but let's talk about the real game. I'm pretty sure this is the game that everybody really wants us to talk about, really wants us to get in depth with. But that Buccaneers and <laughs> that Green Bay Packers game, man. <laughs> Tom Brady. He does it again. Does it again. He, uh, we, we as fans, uh, Bucks fans were super excited. We, we, we look at it like we, we shut everybody up. They frozen tundra, the weather, Aaron Rodgers finally at home for, for a conference championship. Um, one in three. So now he, you know, he's going to beat the goal. He's going to go on and whatever. Great season. Devontae Adams is that in the third? The Bucks had something to say about that. Yeah. And I want to know what you have to say about that. Uh, man, well, you know I celebrated, but I'm I'm gonna talk about one specific play that probably decided the game and could possibly decide Aaron Rodgers' future. And it was that fourth down and goal, and oh. they decided to get the field goal. Do you think that was the right call? I personally, I would have gone for it. You're down by you're down no, by eight points. Sure gone for it. You you you're down by eight points. You have arguably the best quarterback in the league, right? MVP, you have arguably the best quarterback in the league. The MVP, yeah, for sure. You have arguably the best quarterback in the league. Does that prove? Does that show you that the coach doesn't trust the quarterback? Analytics analytics always doesn't work, and that's that. That I mean, again, I'm glad they went for it because hey, I was rooting for the Bucks and. Obviously, when you have Tom Brady and the game is on the line, you know he's going to come through. But Aaron Rodgers, as your quarterback, and you don't go for it on fourth down and goal, let's say you don't make the touchdown. You're still giving the ball to the Buccaneers at your territory. Right. And, and if you stop and you're going to get – you're going to get – you're going to get a good feel. Damn near right back to where you where you left off in the offensive end. So, man, I don't know. It, that was a wild call. That would have been, and... been something that, as in my opinion, like, you know – in my opinion, being Aaron Rodgers, you being in the league longer than you know the your your coach even established himself into this that that business, I I honestly would have just called the shot. I would have said, "All right, yeah, cool, I got it, whatever." And then right in that huddle, I would have said, "Fuck that, we're going for it." I mean, crazy. Granted, crazy thing is, no matter what, the coach is the one that makes the decision. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has never been that guy to make a make a scene. Right there on the field, I think he keeps everything behind closed doors. You know, um, it's been proven time and time again. I mean, look what happened when they drafted Jordan Love in the draft. All the all that speculation, yeah. all that shit. He he kept himself quiet. He kept him. He he. That was a pro, he he was acting like a professional throughout the whole entire thing. And it, and it, and that also proved and that that was displayed this past weekend. And but man, sometimes you just you you know he's been in these situations before and. Clearly, there was times where he came out on top of that, and this time it was not that it was that wasn't the case. And now, this was that time for you to stand up as the leader of that team, as the face of this franchise, and say, "We're fucking going for it." Sue me later, because and that goes back. Oh, that goes back. What happened if they would have scored? Then what? The coach then got shit to tell you at that point. He has no reason to even get your attention later on after the game about anything, but saying. That's why you're my leader. That's why you're my quarterback. He would have just praised you. 
But again, well, well I'm back I, to what you said. Worst comes to worst, you put you you put the Buccaneers in your in your territory. You get a stop, and then you could have possibly had the ball right there, right right where you had it previously. But then again, he went and he like he. And what about that other play, the one that he could have just ran it? That was the right the play right before that. Yeah, he could have ran it, but that one is on Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. That, that's what I'm saying. But that's one. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why for me it's kind of like a. I can't really say and put the blame on the coach or Aaron Rodgers. It's just, man, it, there, there's something going on within that team that I think not even the, the the professional anchors or news reporters and shit like that are 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 even talking about. It's just something there. I don't know if it's trust. I don't know if it's that they're just not clutch. I don't know what it is. But well, listen, my team came out on top. Listen so- after. Listen after the game, I, and, and trust me, I'm with you. Buccaneers won. I'm super excited, but. After the game, Aaron Rodgers has some strong words. Obviously, full, full of emotions, filled with emotions after their loss. We all know Aaron Rodgers is an emotional player. Yep. Right? Sometimes he says things that he shouldn't say, and then he regrets it and comes back and corrects himself. Yeah. And he kind of did the same thing again. Obviously, you know, they asked him the question about, about that play. He came out and said, it wasn't my call. Yep. In other words, I would have went for it, but I'm not the coach. Yeah. Question. So what's gonna happen next? Roger says there's a lot of, and again, I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he said there's a lot of uncertainties within this team, including myself. Where brings the question: Does Aaron Rodgers want to continue playing for the Packers? I mean, what do you think? Honestly, there's no other team that I could see him going to where he has a chance to get back to the conference champion. San I mean, Francisco, Chicago? No. No, I don't think neither of those teams. I don't think I don't think neither of those teams have the weapons on offense to get him back to that. You know, even a shot to go to the Super Bowl or even the fucking conference championship. The 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 49ers' front uh, front line, offensive line is complete dookie. Complete but dookie. it's not all about the offense. It, it, Their offense is straight. No, Their it's not. It, okay, both of those teams don't have a wide receiver like remotely close to the caliber of Devontae Adams. Listen, their offense didn't cost them the game. It was their defense. They let Tom right. Brady and I the Buccaneers. That. But also, look how many times Jimmy Garoppolo got sacked when he was playing before he got hurt. And I'm talking about the 49ers. The, the, the Chicago Bears offensive line and their weapons that they have on offense is solid. Their defense, at least on paper, is, is solid. But a lot of the Chicago Bears' defense, is they're old, man. They're old. They're Listen, going- you, don't, you, don't think, you don't think Aaron Rodgers saw what Tom Brady did last year? After playing twenty years with the Patriots, go to a new team, right? No, I, I agree. And and pretty much and pretty much build around him because yeah, they had they had Godwin and they had Mike Evans, but they didn't have Gronk, they didn't have Fournette. They added the players that he wanted to add. To they didn't have Antonio Brown, even though he didn't play against the Packers, but that's still gonna be a big part of next week. And and the fact that you were able to bring those players to add to Tom Brady. You're telling me another team after Aaron Rodgers sees what Tom Brady did in the Buccaneers. You don't think he wants to do the same thing in another team? If Tom Brady did it, why can't I do it? That's what I would say. Yeah, but I mean, then again, I mean, you got to remember. I'm the best player in the league. Yeah. Why can't I do it? I'm, right, but uh, but you know, honestly, Tom Brady is the Tom Brady is the goat. But Aaron Rodgers, skill set, he's arguably the best player in the league. No, no. Best quarterback in the league. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent But you got to remember, not everybody like. Look what look what LeBron like. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use this as an example. Look at what LeBron did. 
right? Look what LeBron did. He went from Cleveland. He went to Miami, went back to Cleveland, went to L.A., always has people following him everywhere he goes. No other player in the NBA has done what LeBron has done, right? Any player that tries to mimic that, more than likely, the odds of them doing the same type of, you know, or just having that type of, you know, that persona and that aura that comes along with just your name, that you could do that, um, it may not happen because you're not LeBron James, right? Tom Brady, there's, he, he's one in a million. Aaron Rodgers is one in a million in their own spectrum, right? But Tom Brady, we all know what he's done. We all know how many times he's won. We all know how many times yeah. he's been there. Aaron Rodgers is a great player. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his career in Green Bay. I feel like Aaron Rodgers I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers will be that he'll he'll eventually get to that point where he'll go to front office and say, look, who do you want? You want me or you want LaFleur? Because the other person that you don't pick, I want out. So if you want LaFleur, get me out of here. But don't you think after all the after all the years that he's been with the Packers, he should have already won that respect? I agree, but I know yes, one hundred percent. But I don't think he's done that yet, where he's gone to the front office and said, "Hey, get this guy out of here," or whatever the fuck. This, that, and the third. Trust me, it's gonna be a, a la- they're gonna be the laughing stock of the NFL until the season starts up again. And the reason why I say that is because <laughs> you watch their first pick in the draft. That they that the, the first position that they choose is going to be a wide receiver. Mark my fucking words, is going to be a wide receiver, <laughs> and it's going to be hilarious to see because it's something that everybody was saying that they should have done th- um, this past season. But I go back and I start telling everybody, I'm like, who's to say that? It, it, no matter what, if they would have picked up a wide receiver, that wide receiver would have been a huge impact on that team. Look at look at what Marquez Valdez uh, Scantling has done this season. Look at what Alan Lazard has done. Alan Lazard has stepped up this season. Devontae Adams has had a great season despite him um, uh, missing the first couple games of the season. You know what I mean? Like, he had the weapons. No one can sit here and say that's what I'm saying. He didn't have the weapons. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why he kept it professional, whatever, the same way how he, you know, he's kept it professional all these other years where he's not going to the front office and telling them it's either me or him. Like giving him ultimatums. I don't think he wants to be known as that. But being 37 years old, and I, I'm, I don't know exactly when his birthday is. I don't know if he'll be 38 by the time the season starts, or right when the season <laughs> like starts to kick off, he turns 38. But either which way, you're, you're, you're not in your 40s yet, and you still are showing that you could still play. Even you, shit, he could probably still play to like about the same age that Brady is right now. Who knows? But yeah. MVP. MVP, right? But what I'm saying is, you, you don't know if. Rodgers leaves that franchise, I don't think he's going to have the same effect how Brady did when he came to Tampa in the sense of bringing and wanting all these other people to come and follow him. Yes, he may have a few pieces that, you know, when you hear about it, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, cool, whatever. But I don't think it's going to be hey, to the point where I can gotta, get that I team gotta, to the Super Bowl like how Brady did. I'm sorry. I got a wild card. I got a wild card for you. What about the Saints? Oof. If Drew Brees retires? Oof. Well, 
Okay, if he goes to, if he goes to New Orleans now, that's that's something that will be fun to watch. But uh huh, uh huh. Okay, but that, I mean, come on. But you didn't mention them. I've you said 49ers and Bears. If you're gonna tell me where, well, no, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in general. There's gonna be a team out there that's gonna want him. Yeah. He's the MVP for a reason. Yeah. He's Aaron Rodgers. Come no, on. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. No matter, shit. You can. I can have Josh Allen on my team as my quarterback, and if, you best believe if you give it, if I have the opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers on my team, so I can win right now. I'm going to pick up Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what time it is? It's time for... What the what? I, it's been a while, but we're back. I'm back. Keeper One is in the building with another what the one. This one, a little bit different though. Your boy, Ness.G. Hey, my boy, Nasty Ness. You already know. Shout out to Ness.G. He sent he he commented on something that uh you posted earlier this week in regards to Tom Brady versus Mahomes. So this is what he had to say. This will be a great game no matter the outcome. Both have scary offense and defense. This will be great for the future. If Mahomes somehow pulls it off, it will be officially his league. It will be the passing of the torch. Obviously, he's rocking with Tampa. And you know, Brady needs to bring it home. But. Yes, sir. What do you think about his comments? That, that actually. Think about it. Like, if Mahomes beats Tom Brady, is the Mahomes the guy to beat? Is he the best quarterback in the league? Is he the, the, the new LeBron James of the NFL? Is Michael Jordan handing the torch to LeBron? What do you think? Um, all right, well, let's start off by giving a shout out to my boy Nesta, um, for commenting and, um, putting his two cents to stir up this little debate here. But I think to answer your question, that's a uh, TBD. Um, and I say that only no, because no, 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 I'm saying TBD only because look at this, hear me out. Mahomes is finally about to play his the, be, the the hardest competition he had to play to, I mean, at this point to win it all. This is the 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 make or break it um for to win it all for this year. But last season when they won, Mahomes did not play anybody at the not even in the in the same stratosphere as what Tom Brady brings come playoffs. Right. Come playoff time. They they call him playoff time for a reason. Mahomes last season had a bye week, as well as had he, as he did this season. And the first team that they played in the playoffs last year were the Houston Texans. I'm not okay. knocking Deshaun Watson as a, as being a good quarterback or whatever. If anything, that was probably the best and hardest competition he had. He had D-Hop, Remember that. It, well, any had D-Hop, But I'm saying, but in in the sense of for that position, that's the only like other other quarterback that he had in competition with. Then after that they beat him clearly. Went on to 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 play the Tennessee Titans. I don't care what nobody says but Ryan Tannehill's not even not even better than Deshaun Watson. So don't don't at me. Okay. So he played he played a a team with, you know, mediocre quarterbacks, I guess you could say. Um I would obviously put Deshaun Watson above Ryan Tannehill. But Tennessee's just Tennessee's offense was just better last year too at that. So, but then comes Super Bowl, 
They played the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy G being the quarterback. Jimmy G. I, and I've said it over and over again. Jimmy Garoppolo is at best to me a backup quarterback to a team. He could be um, obviously not the type of player because we all know what type of player Taysom Hill is um, and what he he's a Swiss Army knife uh, on that field. He could do it all. But when it comes to the the amounts of uh, snaps shared between Drew Brees and um, and uh, Tyson Hill and stuff like that, to me that's the type of guy Jimmy G is to me. He's not a starting quarterback in this league, or at least a starting quarterback to get you to the promised land. Sorry, not sorry. He has not played anybody to this caliber. So not until, but I agree with what Ness said by saying if he beats Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on February 7th, in Tampa, by the way, come Super Bowl time, then yes, 1,000%. And let's not forget, he toyed with Tampa earlier on in the season when they, when, when, they, when they beat him. Yes, Tampa made a nice little second, still pulled it off, and they won. So you got to give them credit to where credit's due, but that's not playoff time. That was still early. That was like almost damn near midway through the season. You could tell the Bucks still weren't meshing like that. They were still trying to find their their rhythm. And then after that, after that loss, that's when Tampa got hopped in, hopped, shifted that gear, and went on full go after that. So, in my opinion, you have to pass by Tom Brady. And if you lose, if they lose, you have to still beat Tom Brady. You still have to beat Aaron Rodgers. You still have to beat. Pretty much just those two guys at this point. Then after that, then you're considered the number one best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. In my opinion, that is so, why I, I agree with him in some in some aspects. But when it comes to if he beats them, does he like? You still have to. You still have to. You still have to. You know, prove it time and time again. You can't prove it when you are beating the Deshaun Watsons, Ryan Tannehills, and then. The I mean, Josh Allen's up and coming just as well. So, I mean, and I'm not knocking him. I love me some Josh Allen. But what I'm saying is, like, like even look at the, the, the teams that they face now. You know what I mean? So, here's the reason why I agree with you. But I'm also, I also want to stir the pot a little bit. So, the reason why I agree that, that, that uh, Mahomes will be the LeBron James of the NFL is because there's only a select amount of players that have won back-to-back Super Bowls as a quarterback. You know, obviously, the one that we that everybody comes to mind is the guy that he's playing against on, uh, uh, in the Super Bowl, which is Tom Brady. Before that, you had John Elway, you had Troy Aikman, or Joe Montana. You're talking about Hall of Famers, right? When you start talking about Hall of Famers, you're talking about elite quarterbacks. You're talking about best to ever do it. If Mahomes beats Tom Brady, you that caliber type of quarterback. You know, the type of things that he's done in his early career and the fact that he still has the rest of his career left. Like, if this dude is, what, in his fourth, fifth season? And he's already possibly winning his or competing for his second Super Bowl? Could have been third if Tom Brady was on the way. You know, you're talking about you're talking about a guy that can make history here. But my thing is, even if Mahomes beats Tom Brady, who's to say he's the better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. Will he be better than Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, you have to beat Aaron Rodgers. You have to beat him in that you have to beat him to that stage. I mean, of course, if Aaron Rodgers is not getting there, then at that point, 
you can't really say that he was better because I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers on that on that on that Kansas City Chiefs team, and they're probably just as good. I wouldn't say better, but they're just as good. Okay, you put so Tom Brady on that. You put, you put Tom Brady in the Chiefs, and they're just as good. I'm not again. They're not better. They're just as good. So the here's only- my comment on that. Here's my comment on that. Before you continue, you said that in order for to put Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes has to beat Aaron Rodgers. All right, that's fine. Let's say Tom Brady never left the Patriots. He right. made it to the Super Bowl this year with the Patriots, and he mm-hmm. was going against the Saints. I don't know any other team that's not the Packers. Would you still say that Tom Brady was a better quarterback, or he's better? He's the goat over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's been there plenty of times. He's been All there right plenty then. of times. He's been All there. Right so, so the fact that the fact that Mahomes hasn't played Aaron Rodgers is not an excuse because Mahomes being there twice and going two for two and still have the team to compete the next following years, he is going to become the next it at quarterback position if he's not already. Yeah. I mean, look, two years in a row, you got your team, you brought, basically, you brought the team back. If anything, you just buffed the team up by bringing in better assets, just extra help that, honestly, you don't need. Um, but the the fact that you're taking, you, you, you're taking your team back over there again after winning it last year, and you possibly have the opportunity to win it again, and then to, to beat the guy that's been you know, the, the name in the face of Super Bowl every year. You know what I mean? And it, it would just it, it would just be a Cinderella story for for Tom Brady to win it. But if Mahomes wins it as well, or if Mahomes wins again, especially back to back, there's no way there's no way of there's no way of arguing that he's not the he's not the best as of right now. But if Aaron Rodgers eventually makes it there somehow, some way, and faces Mahomes and beats Mahomes at obviously because he's way older than Mahomes and he's obviously going to just be getting older. And if he beats Mahomes, then Mahomes is, is not that it yet. Uh, and it can't be. And unfortunately, I, I would hate it to be to the point where they never faced off in the big stage or at least to get there. And I'm talking about just at least the playoffs because obviously then there's it's a lot of just what ifs. So it just needs to happen for us to like for this like I guess for this conversation to actually make sense, but it, in the sense of just to, uh, to for the sake of argument, I, that needs to happen. If Mahomes beats Tom Brady, he is it. But we're gonna leave it at that. It was a fun episode. It was very very fun. Very fun. So, and shout out to my boy Nasty yes, Nasty Ness. Make sure show him some love on IG. That's uh N E S double T dot G. Um, again, that's on Instagram. Make sure to show him some love. Appreciate you, my boy, for uh, stirring this this little segment up. Um, but yeah, man, episode eighteen. That was, this was a fun one. Um, we have a weekend we'll, uh, skipping some football. Super Bowl's not until um, two Sundays from February now. February so seven. Super Bowl, I, baby. Let's go. Let's go. So not until then, we won't be talking football unless some crazy news, rumors, or anything is brought up. More coaches hirings, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, I guess until next week, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again. Deuces.